morning, Chicago, and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Charlie. We have got Jay Moore. We got you on this Friday morning. We hope you're going to have a great weekend. Phone lines open for you. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Watch our show on YouTube. YouTube.com. Also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN went down Chicago. Still to come, we're going to get a little warmer. Cap, you and I, because we're going to talk some baseball. Yes, with Jesse Rogers. That's it. Send some warmth through <sighs> the phone lines. Some uh, some Cubs talk, some Sox talk, some MLB with Jesse in our next segment here on Cap and Jay Hood. But first, you know, this is going to be an unusual weekend for some. You knew it was going to happen. All the playoff football, you get to the Super Bowl, and then what? Because we know this country is so football crazy. We have documented already this year mm-hmm. about how many people are watching football. What we saw in the Super Bowl, it peaked over 200 million people watching the Super Bowl, what is, which is crazy when you think about it. You and I are just used to, as kids, 257911, 32, 44, regular channels. And now we, everybody comes to the TV or their device to watch football. Whether it's the playoffs or the Super Bowl, it's over 200 million people. And so now, where do those people go? Where do we go as football fans now that there's no football? Well, obviously, we malign Justin Fields 24 hours a day, 365 days a year Uh because we are being disrespectful for wanting to have a better quarterback. Uh, What show is that? Is that Sunday at 3 or where, where, do you, where we can find that show? Sunday at one thirty. Okay, I'll be tuned um, in. All right. I'll be watching college hoops. I'm not a huge all-star guy in all the sports. Um, but you can listen to it right here on ESPN 1000. Danny, before you text me. Kick the Butte. Very good. Um, Very good. Hey, man, you get honesty with me. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I will have the horses on. I hate the all-star, but you can catch it here at 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. NBA Rising Stars. That's it. Uh-huh. I will have the Horses on one channel. Mm-hmm. I will have the Genesis Invitational Golf on another channel. The best college hoop game I will watch. And I'll dabble in a little hockey. What about that Charles Bronson Death Wish Marathon? I don't think I've ever seen any of those. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's got to be on, Maybe I'm sure. Maybe the first one. Maybe the AMC. You could be able to figure that out. Absolutely. You go might, back to the movies. I might watch... Top Gun Maverick. Again. Again. Uh-huh. Of course. Love that movie. So, so, Charlie, here it is. I mean, so nothing really changes for me. Yes, we are immersed in a lot of football. Uh, you know, me as a college football fan on Saturdays, you as a college football fan on Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Okay, no football. But I was already watching college basketball. Some don't watch it until March. But, look, I'm a play-by-play man for a team on the horizon <laughs> in, the, uh, in, the, um, in the Missouri Valley. With the UIC Flames, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching Horizon games. I'm watching Missouri Valley games. I'm watching the Power Five, watching the Top 25. So I was already watching it anyway. Yeah. Because if there's no football on, what else am I watching during the week? College basketball. That's it. Well, I, I'm, I know this weekend I'm going to you know, go home and probably work on my agenda, uh, work on my narrative. Because as, as everybody knows, us here in the media, we all meet. Every other week to just go over our agenda and our narrative to push, right? Isn't yes. that? Yeah, because if you ask everybody on Twitter, that's that's well, that's the only thing we're doing. We're just pushing narratives. So I almost finished mine. I got to have it ready by next week. Okay, well, I got to get that polished to make sure it's right. 
right? Yeah, yeah got to make sure we're all in lockstep for that big meeting, that big narrative meeting. And I'm going to watch some Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy film this weekend. Actually driving tonight, like a two-hour drive. And part of the, my wife drives. The plan is have the iPad all charged up and watch film on some of these quarterbacks. The good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Not just the highlights. Yeah. Understood. I enjoy that. So, I mean, for my weekend, it'll be college basketball, and soon, soon we'll be able to see some baseball on our TV. We'll be able to see some spring training games, as you know, well, no, just to turn it on, just to see how warm it is in Florida or in Arizona. Maybe next Friday, the first game? Yeah. Pretty Cubs cool, White right? Sox. Pretty cool. Super cool. Just to be able to see some baseball, just to get ready for the season. Of course, I'll have that on. But, I, I, but here's the thing about me, Cap, as a sports fan. If football's not on, it doesn't mean that I'm going to go in the fetal position and sit for the next six months. Correct. We but, leave that to Shay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you and I are be, will be fine. That's what happens when you are an all-around sports fan. If you're just a, a football fan, God bless you. I mean, that's, if, if that's your jam, we understand. What we're saying is, is that there's so many other things to watch, so many other sports to be into. So that's, football is king. I get that. But there's other stuff to be able to be interested in. And by the way, sidebar may I approach? Brought to you by Aiken Law. Three one two six million for the great Howard Anken. Put that lawyer on your phone. Sound my ball. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shea is not here today. He was with his wife because his wife is finishing finishing her schooling, and today was match day, and you could end up across the country with another man. Match day oh. for her psychology degree, where oh. she goes on for her training. Oh, too bad and for it, her. And you go and interview at a bunch of places. They rate their candidates. You rate yours. Where you match is where you go. And some of them were out of state. Like, they would be apart for a a year or more. And she got her top choice. And she's staying local. So hats off to Kenzie Norling. You're already up for statehood to be married to that maniac who we love dearly. And you got matched today. Congratulations. Super cool. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. The phone lines we go. Minneapolis, Minnesota, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here is Marcus. Here we go. On Cap and J. Hood. Marcus, good morning. Cap. Yes, Marcus. I, 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 I called you on, on Water and Sylvie. Yes. About the Bulls. I told you we're going to get to the biz later. It's time now. Okay, bring it so, on. Let's go. So I got to admit, I, I agree with some of the callers. Now, you can't call me a Justin Colt. Because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a Justin or Caleb, you know, person. I mean, I, I like both of them, but I'm, I'm cool with whatever they do. So I do think the media, not even just the media, the fans, if you go on Twitter, everybody's disrespectful on both sides. First off, I don't know why you just make it seem like it's just Justin fans. It's Caleb fans too. Um, now you, 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 you. So people, I get people want Caleb. He's new. He's shiny to me. I think we're overrating him a little bit. He's more like a highlight reel. Doesn't mean he can't be a good quarterback. But sometimes you guys do go too far. You got people putting on Caleb Williams jerseys before he's even picked. You got people writing letters and saying, he's my guy. He's my guy. But I, I just think we go too far with the disrespect. And we, we, I think you guys want Caleb so much that you do everything to make Justin look bad. Like when you point out his record and you say, oh, he's such and such over three years. It's like, oh, it's, it's a lot into that record, though. Okay, but uh, but is he ten and twenty seven? 
Of course, yeah. It's a team stat, though. It's not a quarterback stat. And is he, and is he ranked in the lower third of quarterbacks? As far as what? All the analytics. Break them down. Other than rushing yards, is as a thrower. Is he not one of the lower-rated quarterbacks in the league? Yeah, okay, Cap. In his, his, his first two years, who was his receivers? Are we, are we not forgetting that they tore the roster down? Okay, let me ask you a question. Who are Jordan Love's receivers? Fourth and fifth round picks. Who are his receivers? And Jordan Love also sat for, for three okay, years so and learned the system. Let's keep piling all the excuses up. And again, Justin's not a bad player. No one is saying Justin's a bad player. I aspire to greatness. I want greatness. Whoever that is. But, Cat, why do you have to – that's cool. You can want that. But when you guys say certain things and, and trigger words, Jay Hood, you're from the south side. man. You know what I mean? Certain things can be taken as disrespectful. Certain mm-hmm. words can be taken – you want you want to stay mid? Like, it, it's certain things. I mean, Cat, you're my guy, man. This is all in fun. This is football. Like, Yeah, I love when you call it. Talking about. But I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, keep it in the middle. I know, like I said, you're emotional. You want a great quarterback. We all do. Everyone wants wants the best to be great, no matter who it is. But let's just, I mean, we, we kind of go too far because we want it so much. So you, you make the other person look bad so much. You just, you, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know I, how we're making yeah. him look bad other than just quoting the stats. Marcus, you didn't, you didn't address me with this, but I, let me just say that I understand what you're saying. You, you, mean, you could say, I'd like to upgrade the quarterback position. We feel like... We could be able to do that with Caleb Williams. Well, that would be that could be the opinion of Ryan Poles, and you could say that without making Justin Fields less than. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I I totally understand what you're saying. Like when Cap says ten and twenty seven, yes, it is a team stat. Justin's part of that team as well. But if you are Ryan Poles and you feel like okay, you know, he wasn't my quarterback to start with. And we've given him what we think is an opportunity to kind of show that he can pull the nose up on this team, and he hasn't done that enough in his eyes, and you want to move on, that's fine. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Justin Fields is the worst in the league because he's not. And, 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 and with, a new, with a new opportunity, he could flourish and be better than he was as a bear. I actually could see that if he's with the right team. Say it perfectly, Jay Hood. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. See you, Marcus. Have a good weekend, buddy. Appreciate a telephone call, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Adam in Boston, Massachusetts, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Adam, good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, Adam? You guys are the best. Um, I have a Justin Fields point, but before I do, I've been on hold for like an hour, and I wanted to just say, even though Ali is better than Tyson, don't undersell the cultural contribution of Mike Tyson's punch-out and (laughs) him playing air drums in... The hangover. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> Don't undersell it. Don't had do a, that. Had a hard time with Soda Popitsky <laughs> in that game, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, the best. Yeah, the best. Um, so, Bulls and Bears. I wanted to kind of compare the delayed gratification of waiting for Kobe White to fulfill all the promise and the flash he'd shown. He did not have compelling stats his first four years. And now he's playing like a top five point guard in the league and affecting winning. They've had a winning record since January, two months worth of it. And Kobe White's the catalyst. Why couldn't Justin Fields be the next Kobe White? Well, let me ask you a question. Are you, great question. It's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to pick up the fifth-year option and then discuss an extension with him that would start 
probably with a two, 200 million or more. He's not staying because he likes Chicago for less money. He's going to get paid that. You don't know that he's good enough. Your coaches question if he's good enough. He got the offensive coordinator fired and his staff, which that guy landed somewhere else. And Albert Breer said people in the league think Getsy wasn't the problem. Justin was. He said that on this air. And then are you prepared for the second straight year to leave potentially a generational quarterback on the board? We don't know if Caleb will be that. We do know that C.J. Stroud looks like he's that dude. You're willing to forego all that because you're going to bank that this time in year four it's going to work out. Well, that's an interesting point, and I, I'd like to, to give you two answers to that. I think there's two options. One, if he can get $200 million from other teams, then maybe he's worth it. I'm not sure he can. I think you can get him at a value if you need to extend him. I'm not even sure if you have to extend him right now. You can wait till the end of next year. And then two would be, why not keep Fields and draft Caleb and make Caleb sit like Jordan Love, make Caleb sit like Pat Mahomes, and let Justin Fields either be oh, – why am I blanking on his name? Who is the guy in front of Mahomes? Is, Alex uh, Smith. City's, Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Or turn into the guy you want, and then you can trade Caleb. Okay. Josh Lucas was on yesterday with Bill Zimmerman, who covers the Bears, mm-hmm. and they asked him about that exact scenario. And he said, we brought in Andy Dalton, and we had Nick Foles think of two veteran guys to mentor Justin. And it did not work. He said it was not a harmonious situation. It did not work out because Justin was thinking I should be playing. I'm the most talented and sometimes you don't take two veteran guys who aren't the best players but they were solid professional football players. He said it was not a great situation. So you think Justin is going to bend over backwards to help Caleb take his job? I don't think so. And if Caleb does take his job, you've cut all your value for Justin Fields out. Yeah, everybody is not built to be a mentor. Correct. Some are just doers. Correct. Some are not trying to foster along the next quarterback, especially someone that could take your job eventually. So, I mean, everyone's not built the same in that regard. Isn't part of this, too, like, it's not just that we need to move, like, we're just moving off the quarterback. Isn't the same, like, if Kobe White... Kobe White wouldn't be prohibitive if you thought Luka Doncic was available. That's right? correct. Like, yes. it's, it's kind of the same thing with Justin. I'm not saying that Caleb will be the direct equivalent of that. But if you think there's a chance that that guy could be one of the top players at his position, it's not so much that you think this guy sucks. It's just we think we can upgrade. Who is the quarterback uh, comp for Kobe White in, in the NFL? <laughs> like it's Justin Fields, maybe. It could be. You know yeah. Smith? Maybe. Something Baker like that. Mayfield? That's that's pretty good. Like, can put up production, but not the reason why you win all the time. Now, lately, that is the case, yes. But ultimately, no. But Kobe's a way bloomer. better player. It might be Jared Goff. Well, that's... No, because Jared Goff took his first team to the Super Bowl. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Kobe White is... An elite player. He's playing at an all-star level. We've never seen that from Justin. He's playing at an elite level. He's playing at an elite level. He's mm-hmm. not an elite player. Otherwise, he'd be in Indianapolis today. Correct. What about Jalen Hurts? That's fair, too. That's fair. He took his team to a Super That's Bowl. That's fair. But I'm, I'm looking at somewhere to the, the middle to the bottom of the quarterback list. 
Ba- I would say Baker Mayfield. That's that is a fair comp. It's fair. Where it's like you see flashes and you see some excitement there, especially what we saw from Baker this past season with Tampa. I can see that. Sure. That's interesting that you brought up Kobe White, though. Because <laughs> right now, with Zach out, he's the man. And there will be a, by the way, an Under the Hood basketball podcast after this show is done that will drop for people that want to listen to basketball content uh, throughout the weekend on the Cap and J Hood feed on the ESPN Chicago app. Look forward to it. So, a lot. A lot. We'll go through the East and West and the Bulls doing nothing. The Settlers. The Settlers. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, that nickname just popped in my head one day, and that was it. Let me just tell you also this. It, I love Marcus. He's passionate. He's a great listener of our station. Yeah. My old home is Minnesota. Yep. I went to college up there. He said I bring up numbers like his record that make him look bad. It's his record. And I'm not telling you quarterback records are the be-all, end-all. All I did was quote fact. Yeah. Fact. I understand. I understand. We have the fourth best quarterback in the division if Cousins is back in Minnesota. That's... You can't dispute those numbers. Period. Jesse Rogers with the latest on the Cubs and Sox and everything else. MLB on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Next. Cap and J Hood on back. I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys and I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Time to go to the hotline. That'd be the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline, Johnny. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Tune in. Don't worry, call the Car X Man. Good morning, Jesse. How are you? I am good, boys. How are you doing this morning? We're doing awesome. I have a question right off the get-go for you. One yep. of our fine listeners screen-grabbed a picture of Carl Edwards Jr. walking from the bullpen. <laughs> right. And the picture has Carl Edwards Jr. carrying his little ball bag, his sh- his glove, and his shoes. His shoes have the number cut blue, like the light blue shoes they wear, the number uh-huh. 24 on them. That's Cody Bellinger's number. <laughs> it is Cody Bellinger's number. Uh, but I don't think there's any meaning behind it at all. Okay. At all. Um, I wish there was. I mean, Carl Edwards, Edwards Jr. is trying to, you know, save his career at this point. So I think his concern is is there in trying to make the cut. Well, did but, he get that but, number though? Is the question? Did they assign oh, yeah. twenty four to Carl now? Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. No, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if he's if he's going to be wearing twenty four or not. Um, but I don't think that matters in terms of Bellinger coming back because he'll get twenty four if he comes back. Let's face it. And Edwards will have to give it to somebody, you know, have to give it up. So I, I know where you're going with it. I get it. it, it no, no door has been closed. Um, you know, he's in this Phoenix area here. I'd like to go find him and, and talk to him. But um, Boris's people are kind of keeping him, keeping him to himself, and he's working out on his own. What are they having tied um, up? Never mind. Let him answer the question. No, nothing's changed on that front. Um, maybe it will. You know, position players don't report till Monday. And look, Boris has four guys. Two of them are pitchers. Those are the priorities, I'm sure, because you got to get the pitchers into camp. The hitters can come. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper signed in March, so there's always that chance. It just there's been no change. I mean, this staring contest continues as spring training opens. It's crazy. Jesse, as is, if there's no, no other major signings, 
Where do you place the Cubs amongst the best teams in the National League Central? Way down the freaking list. You, you know what, Jesse? Thanks for coming on. <laughs> if you're just going to answer yeah. all these questions, then why do we have Jesse on? Because I'm mad. Okay, well, but, but Jesse's well, on as a guest to, to give his input. I got you for 15 <laughs> week for 15 hours. Enough. Uh, Angry. Yeah. Look, a, a, if you're in the AL or NL Central, you're, you're never that far off, right? You're never that far off, but. I pick. I'm at at this moment. I'm picking the Reds to win the division. I'm picking the Reds to win the division. I think it's their year to sort of um, oh, take, F take off that next the step. Reds. All right. Sorry, sorry, Lance McAllister, Tommy Waddle. You get, it might be your year um, because I, I just think they've got the uh, the young talent that's ready to win now. Where the Cubs are short. I mean, they were short with Bellinger. They're going to be really short without him. But I mean, they're mid. They're they're right there in the middle there. Uh, they're not the Pirates, but they're they're an eighty plus win team. But I can't I can't put them close to ninety. Um, I certainly can't do that. I mean, Council might be worth a few wins, but you know, managers don't pitch or catch. So um, Jay Hood, they're 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 mid act. They're they're like the third best team in the in the division probably. I don't even know who the second best team is. Could the Cardinals make a leap? Could the Brewers stay up top? But the Cubs are one, two, or three. I'll say that, and I don't think they're one. Are you, do you, and this is just a reckless speculation, but I just know as someone that's been watching baseball for a long time, I know you, how you can read people. So, Jesse, do you think that uh, Council is surprised of the, the inaction by the Cubs as far as their everyday lineup now that he's taking the yeah. job? Yeah, I would say a little bit. I would say a little bit. I mean, he, he watched closely from Milwaukee where, where they signed all those guys and, you know, brought in Lester and Hayward, and whether they worked out or not, they were spending a lot of money. They saw them sign Swanson last year. Imanaga fell in their lap, and it wasn't a huge, huge deal. They get somebody uh, like Hector Neris really late, and I was told that Council really pushed for Neris. $9 million for one year for a reliever isn't exactly what the Cubs normally do. Council pushed for that. So I, I would say yes. Again, just maybe reading between the lines, he probably thought they would be doing more um, you know, for a long time, he was their biggest acquisition until they get Imanaga, who gets a $53 million deal. So, yeah, Jay Hood, I think, look, there was so much talk these first few days of camp of their young players, right? And that's great, but wouldn't you rather have the talk be, oh, we just signed so-and-so, you know, Otani or or whoever, and, 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 and we're talking about him and the, this new shiny object on the mound, but Instead, it's like, oh, we've got the second-rate farm system. We're going to let that cook a little bit and see where we are. Jesse, I have no problem with letting the kids play. I've been leading the, the freaking band about that. i got no problem with that. But they are going into the season and not treating it as contending. They're like, eh, okay. Now, if you tell me they're going to get Cody Bellinger back on a – Carlos Correa deal, one year guaranteed with two opt-outs and whatever. Okay, good luck. I'm glad Jed was wiser than all of us. But I'm just looking at the team, Jesse. You know, I see Master Madrigal starting at third base to open the season. Then you're not seriously trying to win. You're not seriously trying to win a championship, um, that's for sure. What you're trying to do, and I can tell you this almost for a fact, is you're trying to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. You're trying to get in, in with 80-plus wins and then go on a run. I, I think that's what their hope is until this farm system really produces and they're ready to win in a big way. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Cap. It's really not – you didn't start the, the spring training with this idea like we're going to be the last man standing in October. You started the spring training with the idea that let's hope we can get in. 
And there's a difference. The Dodgers are thinking last man in October. Cubs and you know the, the mid-range teams like the Diamondbacks are thinking, let's just get in. It worked last year for Arizona. Maybe this year with Council it'll work. But that's not how you want to set up your season with a hope and a prayer that you sneak in. And that's the feeling right now, I think, around this team, especially when you just talk about young players, young players, young players, because they, they take time to grow, right? Even good ones have their, their growing pains. And you don't win championships going through those growing pains. You win championships with fully formed teams. Which young players do you feel that the Cubs will take a good long look at and, and press in the service here early? Yeah, I don't know if any of them will make the team because you, know, you look at the roster, it's pretty much set. You mentioned all those guys at third. Wisdom's still around. Anyway, I mean, Canario's going to get a better look. I mean, the one thing is it is possible Council might be a little bit more open to these young players. You know, when you come from a small market, you're usually playing small, but you're usually playing uh, young players because you're not signing big-time free agents. That's why Joe Madden was so good when he came here. He came from the Rays. That was all young players there. So whether it be Alexander Canario getting a better chance, Morrell playing more, certainly um, uh, Owen Casey in spring training is going to get a big look. Ben Brown, Cade Horton um, are all going to get probably chances to get up here this year. And it does sound like Council might be a little bit less of that grizzled veteran that David Ross was. Not not being critical there, but I know there, there's some young players that, that felt like they should have played a little bit more last year, Hoodie. So I, I would say Canario and, and Owen Casey in spring training would be, would be at the top of the position player list for sure. Yeah, I'm just not... He didn't say PCA. Yeah, where's PCA? Yeah. Well, PCA certainly is there because he, he already had his cup of coffee. I don't know if he's going to make the team. If Bellinger comes back, he probably doesn't. If Bellinger is not back, what do you then mean? He, then he Wait, hold on, does. Jesse. He's been a top 30 prospect on every freaking list. At what point do we just go, well, that's Gary Scott. He never made it. I mean, it's time to freaking play here, man. It's 14 at bats. I'm not. We're far from saying that. If Bellinger returns, where's PCA going to play? That's all I'm saying. Play Bellinger at first. They they just traded for a guy they're handing the job to another Michael minor Bush. leaguer who there that's another lottery ticket Bush right so yeah so you traded for him for what reason he's twenty six year old twenty six years old Bellinger's going to be in center Bush would be at first and PCA would be in the minors until his oh. his, his his games rounded out a little bit until his games rounded out <laughs> you just it's all, all you're doing is making me angrier am I, am I speaking a foreign language to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question then. Who's don't the... forget about the summer of Talkman, for God's sakes. Right. I'm oh. telling you, Jesse, mark Talkman. this down. Because you were Nows. on this station with, with, uh, were you with Sylvia or Waddle. You were with yeah. one of them. And you uh, said, greater chance they don't sign Bellinger than they do. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm going to haunt you on opening day when they play Texas and freaking Master Boney or Madrigal's at third and Talkman's in center. <laughs> that is a team that doesn't then take it seriously about winning. Every season's sacred. Linear development isn't linear. All that bull. All right, ca- careful. Uh, I, I, I'm just, come on, Jesse. It's enough. They got a freaking, they're renaming the stadium over there. Wrigley Field at ATM Park. That's all they do is print money. Hoodie, Hoodie, we're picking up where we left off last year. He blames me for delivering the message. (laughs) I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you. Not sure you do. They're not serious about it. I said 51-49 against on Bellinger, so I'm really down the middle. There's always that chance of that short-term deal. But if Boris here is the right number or there's an injury somewhere else, 
he's gone. And the and the the fact of the matter is the Cubs will be okay with that. Like my point yes. is they're not in any desperate mode to bring him back. So you're right, it could be Madrigal, it could be Talkman or, or maybe PCA, and it doesn't feel like a serious contender. It feels like a team that's gonna be in the eighties and hope that council gets him in. Can you take a quick call from Delavan, Wisconsin? Evans on ESPN one thousand. Evan, say hello to Jesse. Hey Jesse, I'm actually glad you guys uh let me call while he's on the line because I feel like it would be great to hear him chime in on this. Go ahead. Uh, go, ahead go ahead with your question. We're, we're limited on time. Okay, sorry. So, with the Scott Boris, you know, delay and everything, do you guys think there's any possibility, whether it's the Manfred, you know, free agent signing, signing period, do you think there's any way that teams really do start to get fed up with Scott Boris and his negotiation antics? Because, you know, it's been, I've got to say, decades now with him being an agent and everything. What do you guys think? All right. What's the question again about uh, he wants to know about the tactics that Boris uses. And all of a sudden now we're caught in the backwash of four of his players being out there and we can't get anybody signed. What do you think of that, Jess? Um, yeah, I mean, I got cut off there for a second. Look, this is going to be interesting. I mean, can, can Scott get all four signed at deals that he wants? Probably not. So his saving face will be, you know, the way he saves some face is the opt-outs. You know, get a big, like you said, the Carlos Correa thing. Three years, get two opt-outs, let the guy go back in the market. But this is his strategy. I think this has been a unique year. He's got a couple players that people don't completely believe in. I mean, a Cy Young winner, and people are like, eh, I don't know. We don't know if Snell will work in a big market. So it's a weird year with a couple of his players and the teams that are interested. Um, he doesn't have the Padres anymore. He doesn't have the Yankees because they got Soto, one of his guys. So there's a, the, the, the bigger market teams like the Cubs are not spending, and he can't just call up ownership. I've been I've documented that well. Scott doesn't call Tom Ricketts to get deals done like he did, let's say, with the Rockies and, and Bryant. So it's a weird year for him, and he's up against the wall with these four guys. But, you know, he's, he survived before at, at this late stage. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, it doesn't sound like all four are going to get the deals they thought they were going to get. Je- Jesse, expense a cattle prod and head over to the freaking Nike <laughs> Performance Center and wake them up. Let's go. I'm headed there now, boys. We'll talk Monday. Give them my love. You got it. See you, see you hoodie. So long, Jesse. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the car Friday folder next. You're listening to Cap and Jay Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Cause it's Friday. It's time for the Friday Folder. And you ain't got shit to do on the Cap and Jay Hood Show. Time for the Friday Folder here on Cap and Jay Hood. We'll get the weekend weather with Tracy Butler coming up this half hour as well for the Friday Folder. Cap, got something? I do. I have something for you. Charlie's got stuff. You got stuff. I got stuff. So I found out, I was watching some of the Caitlin Clark stuff last night. Super cool. I tweeted about it. Freaking awesome. The whole deal. And then the coach at Iowa, Lisa Bluter, said at the post-game press conference (laughs) that before the game. (laughs) What do you even know? Bluter. Wow. Go ahead. Before the game. All of the University of Michigan women's basketball players wrote Caitlin Clark a note. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Wrote her a note saying, Congratulations and so great to compete against you. You're the greatest and we love you and blah, blah, blah. That's a joke. 
They shouldn't write a letter to... Kevin Not Klein. before the game! Talk about taking the court with your ass beat already. <laughs> That's a joke. Cap, how many points did she need to get the record? Eight. All right, Charlie, what else do you have? Well, let's Hold talk on a about second. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> hang on. So there were women's players, like in the WNBA, who saw this, like Lexi Brown, said, oh, well, they already lost before the tip-off. Dang. You're competing against her. After the game, you guys want to write a note? Great. I'm trying to stop your ass from getting a record against me. Probably not going to happen, but I'm out there to compete, Caitlin. What if the note said, you suck? He would have been all over. How could you do that to Caitlin Clark? She's one of the greats. What is that all about? Writing a negative letter. What's wrong with this country? He's just pro-Clark. That's all. Pro, pro uh, Roy Clark. Pro uh, Clark Gas Station. Clark Clark, Clark Bar. That's Dallas, all. Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark. He's just pro-Clark. I love Clark Caitlin Clark. You know that. I'm a big fan of how she comports herself. She's a big Cub fan. I love her. You don't write a letter to her saying how great she is before you're trying to beat her. If I was the AD at Michigan, what's his name? Ward Manuel? I would call the Michigan coach in and go, Coach, inappropriate. Inappropriate. We're competing against them today. We're not out there to pat her on the back until after the game. Then you want to have the girls write something. Here's her email. Send her an email. How many points does she need to get the? How many points she need to get the record? It doesn't matter. She needed one. You're competing against her. Yeah, you're not going to stop that. Soft ass society we have. All right. So, so what else are we going to do about it here on WLS? Wow. Wow. Charlie. Here's Charlie Bevan. Charlie? Uh, did you guys watch the? Did you guys follow the waste management at all? I know it was colliding with the Super Bowl, but yes. talk about talk about a party off the rails. It didn't look great in Phoenix. I think that that's how golf should look. I know it's a sacred game and everyone has to be quiet, but even my partner plays the radio when he's playing golf. So it's not the sacred, quiet game it is. I love because it's on television, it looks great. Everyone's drunk. Everyone's enjoying the golf. Yeah, you're yelling on the backswing. The idea that golfers are yelling at the people in Phoenix, it's the waste management. What are your expectations? It's supposed to be that. When you participate in the waste management as a golfer, people are going to yell on your backswing. They're going to do all of the, the, the movie references for golf. It happens all the time. Not a surprise. Johnny, I couldn't disagree with you more because we're not talking about yelling in the backswing. First of all, they had an eight-drink minimum if you were at the... Uh, 16th hole. Okay, that's a little excessive. A. Coliseum. 2022 hey. calls for service to the Scottsdale police in the 2022 event. 440. Last year it ballooned to 558. This year, 653. Arrests in 2022, Zippo. 18 last year. 54 arrests this year. Awesome. Ejections from 90 to 211. Yep. Trespassing from 14 to 73. They had so much nonsense going on. Golfers getting pushed as they're walking by. Yeah. I mean, it's just stupid. You know yeah, what? It's, they're going to have to clean it up. It's been like that for a long time, though, as you went through it, right? I mean, you. you, you this that, was the worst. Now you're going to do something about it? Now. This, it, the waste management always is a free for all. It is. It's you're all, correct. It, it's wild. It's crazy. It's great for TV. That's how golf should be. I think once Netflix really spotlighted it on full swing and everybody kind of who anybody who's kind of a golf casual now knows about it, knows what it's all about. 
I think that's kind of when it jumps the shark a little bit. Stodgy, stuck-up sport. Hey, how about if I throw a bottle at you? How's your backswing now, <laughs> champ? Like, I've been to the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. Okay, this was ridiculous. Awesome. And I'm all for having a good time at a party. Come on now, we got 653 police calls because we got people out of their minds. They'll clean it up. It's waste management. They're going to clean it up. It'll get, there'll be protocols put in place because people, you give them an inch, they take a freaking mile. Great. Charlie. Play with no man, with no fans then. Empty. They're not saying that, but dude, we don't have to have 653 calls to 911. I think it's great. Wow. <laughs> Charlie. I think I have a pretty steady heart rate. I don't, I try not to get too fired up about things, but this Fanatics MLB jerseys is completely unacceptable. And I am so frustrated by the continued acceptance of our corporate overlords who will just feed us garbage and expect us to enjoy it. Have you seen these jerseys? They are so awful. I can't even look at them. They're terrible. They can't even fit the names on half these jerseys. They're wild. Why can't they fit the names? What are the jerseys too small? No, they switched the font and like the numbers are too. They 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 changed the size of the numbers and of the names. So now, for whatever reason, a it's cheap material. It's garbage material. These one hundred and seventy five dollar jerseys are ironed on with everything, and then again, the names don't fit. They shrunk the the size of the font for some reason, and it's all because fi- this fanatic CEO is best buddies with every power broker in sports. It's insane. I I can't believe we're having to deal with this. You want to be able to see the name and the on the jersey and the name of the team. Verlander's name was at like a complete half circle. V e r l a hyphen dropped out of the next line. Imagine what Pete Crow Armstrong jersey is going to look like. PCA. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be because you can't get Crow Armstrong on. Can't there. even get it on it last year. It's insane. I, I really despise how these uniforms look. What else did we not get to? Uh, the other part, I just wanted to mention college football 25 coming back. Yes, yes. It's so awesome. Oh, baby. You will not see me for two weeks in July because when that thing drops, I am taking Tulane all the way to the championship, and then I'm burning them for the LSU job to open up. Have your sons be able to get ready for a college football it's a 25, EA Sports 25, right? Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Oh, I, yeah. You know how many championships I won with Howard? Got two <laughs> words for you. Wow. We're back. <laughs> Tracy Butler with the weekend weather is right around the corner. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. It's fr- 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 Friday. It's time to get it in for the weekend. Now back to Cap and Jay Hood, ESPN Chicago. Time now for the Cap and Jay Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It's a Friday. That means it's Burger Friday. Best burger in the world. I had one on Tuesday. I was there. Thank me later. Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! DJ Moore does not have a beef with Justin Fields. These other guys, though, especially Darnell Mooney, it's a contract year. I'd be gritting my teeth. I'd be talking to him in, in the weight room separately. Bro, you're messing with the bag now. What are you doing? It's like I'm wide open and you're throwing it five yards over my head. You're throwing it at my kneecaps. Man, please. Give me the football. Please, Jay Moore. <laughs> Give me the ball, please. Uh, I need the money. <laughs> please. Seriously. Come on, Stevie. 
<laughs> I mean, Don't you see me? <laughs> I mean, honest to God. <laughs> I just see DJ Moore. I don't see anybody else as he sway as Justin sways his head side to side. Stevie Wonder. Like he's on the like on the piano. I don't see anybody. I just called. I mean, to say <laughs> I missed you. I missed you. <laughs> I just called. He's a I don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Cap. And that's all, folks. Kevin Jacob Ted of the Day brought you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse, Stevie. Uh, it's on LaSalle, north side of the Chicago River. It's awesome. Thank me later. Tracy Butler, the best from ABC7, is here for the weekend weather. So my friend Ricky Castro. Hi, Ricky. The, yeah. He's from the Good. National Weather Service. Good morning, Tracy. Yeah, How are you? I love he's, Ricky. He, do you know Ricky? Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a buddy of mine. Is so, he really? No, I've never heard of him. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wait, how do you know his name? Because I do research for this segment. He says it's the warmest February on record. Can you tell us why? Why are we having all this warmth? It's it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah. You know what? Typically in an El Nino year, we do get above average Mm -hmm. temperatures. And that's what we have right now. It's, you know, we haven't had below average temperatures since mid-January. That is amazing. But we're getting today. Okay. So every single day this month. Our temperature has reached at least 40 degrees for a high. Mm-hmm. Today is the first day we will not get to 40. It is possible we could only have two days this whole month that are below average. Hmm. We'll see it being the highs today. Tomorrow morning, uh, seriously, tomorrow morning is going to be a real shock. We're going to wake up to t- temperatures in the teens tomorrow and wind Dang. chills around zero. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, okay. yeah, How but then it, it bounces the, back up. For the my walk today after the show. Uh, it's going to be a little brisk. You know, it's a good thing we have the wind effects there, the sound effects, because it will be a little bit breezy. Your temperature is going to be about 30 and your wind chill will be about 22. But tomorrow you'll wake up, temperature will be about 14, wind chill about zero or maybe even below. Wow. You're a man. You can get through it. I'll get through it. Just walk. Should I? Can I move your purse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a satchel. Oh, satchel. Okay. Right. No, Indiana I just Jones didn't want to mess it up. I got okay. my little hat. Yeah. I'm okay, good. Go. I was wondering where his safari hat was with that uh, <laughs> with that color. Good God. Pit it's helmet. A, it's a Jordan brand bag. Mm-hmm. You're into the brands. I am. I am today, too. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about what you're wearing for our audio audience. All right. Opening day. UIC Flames baseball, baby. It's going to be cold for them, though. In Corpus Christi? They're in Corpus Christi, Texas. It's a little chilly. Is it Just really? a little bit. A little bit. A little Ooh. bit below average. But they'll be good. They'll be good. Certainly better than here. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> but, you know, but you would say baseball weather, right? That's yeah. what you'd say. Yeah. Spring they'll be weather. They'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. UIC starts their season against Kansas and Corpus Christi in a tournament. So get a layup game right off the start. Oh, Danny's Kansas? not going to like that. Oh, man. Kansas. Listen to that. <laughs> wow. They have basketball. Uh, football's decent. Baseball, that's a layup game. And in two weeks, Cap, opening day over at Curtis Graham's Stadium. I'll be in the booth ready to go. Tracy's going to dial up a nice 50-degree weather day. Ready. How about that? Fire up. <laughs> February 27th, he's got a game here in Chicago. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'll hoping the above average temperatures continue. I'm a little really jealous. Do. That is an awesome hoodie you're wearing. I know it is. We thank you for Thanks, listening Coach. and calling in and being part of the program. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Jay Moore. How about we do this Monday at 7? Rock and roll.
ready to go. So long, everybody. From Chicago. Yeah, blah, blah, blah.